Welcome back to the Mask You Get a Q podcast. My name is Brandon Hall. I'm pleased to be joined today by Sheila Slawiak, who's a digital literacy and computer science teacher in the Hampton Wilbraham School District, a Mask you board member, the 2018 Mask you Pathfinder Award winner, and Sheila is currently developing a TED Talk about her belief that every high school in Massachusetts should offer a computer science course. Today, Sheila is going to talk to us about Edpuzzle. Sheila, welcome to the Get a Q podcast. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for hosting me, Brandon. Thanks. So tell us about Edpuzzle. What is Edpuzzle? Edpuzzle is a phenomenal tool for all teachers, K through K through college. Um, I made the discovery last year, and then I've discovered on Twitter there's millions of followers. Um, it is a tool that allows any teacher to differentiate video content and to actually gain analytics about what the student is actually learning. It is easy to use. It is safe to use because you can have your own classroom. Um, it cuts down on your cur curation process, and kids love it. So how do you sign up for an account? You just go to edpuzzle.com and click uh, the sign up button. Your kids will be able, you could uh, create a classroom and you're, uh, you'll, it's much like Google Classroom where you get a class code and then you just give your students the class code and voila, they're in. And then you just make a variety of assignments as you go through each topic. So now, do they have um, material that's already been curated as well as the, the material that you curate? Yes, they. that's why the, your uh, teacher's creation process is significantly um, enhanced. They have all types of libraries from YouTube, Khan Academy, LearnZillion, National Geographic, TED-Ed, NumberFile, and the list just goes on. It's amazing. And you said it's appropriate for K through college. Right. Any, uh, and the reason why I believe in that is because we're, we have to allow our children to experience informational text. And because of the complexity of informational text, our children need a variety of ways to comprehend the messages that you know, help them meet our standards. So Edpuzzle meets the universal design learning principles um, because teachers can allow students to access content in a variety of ways. Um, parents put kindergarten kids in front of YouTube for entertainment. And if you think about young teens, uh, when YouTube began in 2005, that is exactly when teens were inspired to be informed. This was the first step in personalization. So Edpuzzle allows us to give a personal approach to our classroom. Well, you know, I think about my own kids, um, you know, who are seven and four. And, you know, in the rare instance where we do let them watch YouTube, it's, usually, you know, they want to go right to say like toy videos and unboxing stuff and other kids playing with toys, which is apparently a phenomenon I don't understand. And I don't mean to sound like the old guy shaking my fist, but um, the watching my kids watch YouTube 
it would be great to have some sort of interactive feature there. Uh, and it sounds like Edpuzzle is that interactive feature. It is, and it allows for a variety of questions. So teachers can use the low cognitive skills of recall, or they can use a higher level of skill, like inference. Um, it, the questions that are more like multiple choice, true and false, they're already uh, graded. And then the more higher level questions, the teachers could go back and, you know, grade them and actually have a conversation with that student by giving, you know, valuable feedback. What I did was I was able to take my inclusion class and I would take a video like about computer viruses. I divided my class up into four areas. Those who had 504, you know, severely 504, or IEP um, requirements, those of general ed, those had those who had minimal 504 um, requirements, and some tag kids, some kids that I believed were talented and gifted. And I gave the talented and gifted more complex questions than I did with the kids that required. Um, a scaffolding effect. Then I was able to, when I corrected everything, I was able to group those kids and review with them, you know, how they could have improved or asking them what did they, you know, what did they learn if they got everything right. So it just allowed me to facilitate an enriched class discussion. And so you're really able to target instruction, you know, based it with, with the data that you're seeing uh, in that dashboard, correct? Exactly. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a very, it's, the dashboard gives you a graphic, much like a spreadsheet. And then, you know, you could look at your outliners and that allows you to reflect as a teacher. And then you could look where the majority is. So when you look where the majority is, then you can figure out how are you going to leverage and get leverage the outliners that might have did a masterful job and then uh, use that content for uh, student discord yeah, so it, everybody can learn. Wow. You know, I think about when I first started teaching, you know, in 2002, the, the kind of data analysis that we were able to do was pretty limited. You know, we had say like if you did ma um, multiple choice, you were doing a Scantron uh, and you ran the Scantron through the Scantron machines and you got that printout of, you know, how many people got number one correct and, you know, what the, uh, but, but there wasn't like kind of rich data that you could play around with to try and drill down. Uh, it seems like a lot more, more of these programs, you know, say, say like Ed, Ed Puzzle from what you're saying and Pear Deck and, and a variety of others that allow for really rich data to be curated. Um, you know, I know we use GradeCam and Pembroke. Uh, where our students are doing um, multiple choice and things like that for, for exams. And we're able to really drill down on that data. It sounds like Edpuzzle can kind of do the same things. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, when you use it on a daily basis, um, that Edpuzzle does meet the needs of a teacher being able to perform a very solid formative analysis. 
Yeah, and what would you say would be something for a power user of the product? So if someone that like yourself who's you know already familiar with Edpuzzle and is using it, what's like a tip or a trick that you would give for them? I think it's just in the way that you would use the data analytics. That would be a true way that you could um, be a power user plus uh, the way you structure your questions. You know, using the depth of knowledge uh, levels and uh, as well as Bloom's cognitive processes. Um, that would be, you know, the power is in the question and the power is within the data that you receive. In fact, this year, I, I want to ask my students to create questions for the video. And that gets them to cognitively think about what are they really watching. Yeah, right. And then what content is the important content that they should be pulling out of that? So it gives them a sense of ownership on, on the, you know, paying attention, but also that here are the important points. You know, it's not important that George Washington was born on this date. It's important that, you know, George Washington created this policy that we see that we're still using or, you know, something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Being able to uh, figure out what, what information is important is a very high synthesis process. And um, I don't think that a lot of teachers have the tools to um, allow their students to practice synthesis as much as they should. In fact, you know, we jump because it's fun, we jump to creativity for our students. And our students, because of their young ages, they're naturally creative. But then to get them to think um, in a synthesis way, it really allows for rich discussion in their metacognition, which is really allowing a teacher and students to dig deeper into the content. And what would you know, going into the content itself, what would you say has been your favorite lesson that you've found on Edpuzzle or, or that you've built with Edpuzzle? I, um, I prefer the TED Talks uh, because it gives my students inspiration um, in order to, you know, about a topic. Because, uh, you know, kids are, they're busy. They have their four core subjects. I'm a related arts subject. They have their band, their art, their sports. And anytime that I can find a TED Talk about computer science, because that's where the jobs are. There's a half a million jobs out there. So I'm always trying to inspire my students uh, to find passion in, my, in the subject that I have passion with. Now, talk a little bit about your TED Talk that you're developing. Uh, yes, uh, the the TED Talk is is a great um, opportunity for me to um, continue my passion to develop my voice. It's really a TED Masterclass, and it's offered by ISTE. Uh, they accepted 500 teachers this year, and there's 11 lessons. And what I want to really get across is that every high school in America needs to um, get, needs to offer a computer science course. I think um, 
we think of math, we think of science, but we need to think of computer science as well because that's where the jobs are. And we, you know, if our standards say that we need to ready our students for college and the jobs, like I said, from the labor department says that there's a half a million and it's growing, then for these kids not to be, not to be able to access at least one course to see if they have an interest in it is a big disservice. Yeah, and, and you think about you said the Department of Labor and uh, looking at labor statistics that you know jobs that we have right now that you and I have right now teaching digital literacy and um, digital citizenship and you know technology integration in school districts these didn't exist 15 years ago so we're preparing kids for jobs that don't exist yet on top of jobs that already exist by by teaching them computer science and things like that exactly and if you think about where our sciences are going and incorporating the computer science into the science those are stem jobs so you know if you look at stem jobs especially in the energy area you're going to find within the next 3 years um those numbers growing as well yeah definitely so what's coming on the horizon for you professionally maybe in your school or or other things other than your, your, your TED Talk? Well, I uh, lead, I co-facilitate Kids Who Code, and I'm really excited by that because uh, last year we were able to create a working prototype of a healthy choice app using Thunkable. These kids were amazing for being eighth graders. And I even was able to take their working prototype to the education evolution event from MassQ to get validation. In fact, it was the superintendent of Pembroke that said this was incredible. Um, and he went to show me how Pembroke was teaching in high school uh, Google Glide for mobile applications. So I was excited to have that exchange. So this year, we want to take the next step and actually build. um, Our app is built from the 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 my plate. So we are going to add photos um, and really make our game fun. So uh, the girls and the boys wanted to target kids that stayed home. Uh, like latchkey kids, and can't make a healthy choice. So this game, if they download the game, when the game is available, we're expecting it to be available in two years um, because we only meet twice a month for 90 minutes, um, that they'll be able to make a balanced my plate even, or to select a healthier snack. So it's, it's kids being responsible for their own health. And this will help their learning process. It will help their weight. Um, so that could help them in their self-esteem. And it can also mitigate um, what my girls are pointing out, diabetes. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Really great stuff. Um, that's really cool that you're working on that with your students. And uh, you know that the opportunity that we had earlier this year to uh, go to the state house and show the state reps what we were doing. Um, just really cool and powerful stuff. Uh, thank you so much, Sheila. Where can people find you online? Um, at WMS 
Tech Teacher is my Twitter handle. And I'm in LinkedIn and also Facebook. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Sheila Slawiak from the Hampton-Wilbraham School District. Um, congratulations on the Pathfinder Award, by the way. Um, and yeah. can't wait to see you at MassQ. I can't wait. This is going to be an exciting year. Thank yeah. you, Brandon. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and anywhere podcasts can be found. This is the Get a Q Podcast from MassQ, here to educate, connect, and inspire.